This is Loose Leaf, a multi-author podcast journal where we talk about goals, the ups and downs of writing, and where we try to warn you off of our greatest pitfalls. Since I am so bad at doing this at the end of the podcast, I'd like to start out with announcements and reminders. Remember, for the month of February 2021, we have a giveaway going where if you visit us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash loose leaf podcast, if you like the page and make a comment on the post that is pinned at the top, you can be entered to win one of two print copies of Hooked by Les Edgerton. This is a great resource that can help you polish those first chapters, those first sentences, and also deepen your character development. Transcripts are also going up on my website, charitybradford-riverford.com. Just click on podcast or transcripts. They're going up slowly, but they are going up if you are a reader. Did you know that we now have a YouTube channel? We are posting all of our video recordings that we do on Zoom and they are unedited. So if you like our podcast, you may find the videos of those recordings quite entertaining. You get all the stuff that we cut out from the podcast, all of us being silly. And uh, so check it out. Just search for Loose Leaf Author Podcast. And last but not least, make sure you check the show notes for links to all the websites that we talk about during the podcast. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to Loose Leaf Author Podcast. Today we have Dan from One Man Book Club with us. And I actually, my favorite way to introduce you that I kept thinking about was you're Dan, the reading dad. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's who I am. Dan, the reading dad from One Man Book Club. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, well, we've talked to authors, we've talked to audiobook narrators, and I figured, hey, why not get someone who reviews books and who has really grown? Like, I was curious, when did you start One Man Book Club? How long ago? Uh, let's see. I mean, I officially kicked off One Man Book Club, I think it was 2017. Um, it was really, you know, just really little back then. Um, I, it's, it's, uh, I, but I've always been, um, you know, I've, I've always been a reader, first of all. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, I remember in second grade, exactly where I still to this day remember exactly where on the shelf in the library of my second grade elementary school where the boxcar children books were shown. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's my first, that's my first, that was my first, uh, you know, first thing I remember just really loving to read, the boxcar children. In fact, I remember uh, for for Christmas, I asked Santa Claus for the entire Fox Club children set, the entire series. That's what I wanted to get on Christmas morning. And yeah, I think I freaked Santa Claus out a little bit because I... <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any idea how many there were when you asked for No, uh, no, yeah, no, obviously no idea. Uh, and uh, I think Santa Claus had no idea where to buy such a thing back in the early 80s anyway, so... Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I start. I that that that's kind of the the genesis of my you know, reading life, and I remember I remember picking up 
my dad's, so I went to visit my grandmother, my dad, where my dad grew up and digging around through my dad's old stuff. And I found a whole box of old, uh, like original binding uh, Hardy Boy books. Yeah, a whole box. It was so cool. And I was probably like, I don't know, uh, you know nine or 10 or something like that. And I found these and they were my dad. And um, I said, could I have them? And yeah, you can have them. So I took them and I took the whole, oh, I have. So, and they're upstairs in the attic right now. Um, yeah, it's super fun. So just little reading memories along my way growing up um, led me to just this passion I have for reading. And as I, as I, you know, I got my first Kindle in 2011. I think that's probably when most of us did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, the the trick is, is when, as soon as I got the Kindle, my the, the amount of books I was able to read per year shot up like skyrocketed, exponentially skyrocketed, because of the you know ease and accessibility of, of books that suddenly I had. I could carry you know ten thousand books around in my pocket, an entire library's worth of books accessibly accessible via the cloud, and carried around in my pocket, and or and read it on any device I wanted to. So as I read more and more, I just, I wanted to share what I was reading. And so friends would ask me to start, start asking for advice and, Hey, you know, my, what book should I read next? And, and of course I love to talk about it. And, um, it just started getting to be where I, and so I, the other thing is that I never wanted to join, I never wanted to join a, a book club. Okay. Because, why, why was that? Well, yeah, because I don't really want to be told what to read. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand I want, that. <laughs> yeah, I want to, I like, I do, I want to be the one to pick what I read. And so, yeah, I, I love talking about books, but I don't want to talk about the books that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so I often, so I often joke, often joke that no, I started one man book club because no girls would let me join their book club. And yeah, obviously that's not exactly true. It's just because I don't, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to join a book club where someone else would pick a book for me that I would read. Yeah, I, I know that's probably narrow sided of me. And I bet there would be some, my eyes would be open some really cool stories if I, if I did that, but I didn't want to. So that, that combined with the idea that I love to talk about books anyway, and combined with the fact that people kept coming to me, asking me for, for advice, particularly for advice on what they're young readers should read. Interesting. Um, yeah, I started, I, so I started writing book reviews and I, and I started writing them on, on Goodreads and I've used various different platforms to keep them, to, to share them over the years. Um, my focus, my focus around um, wanting to make sure that people were aware of the content inside of books kind of evolved as well. And um, you, we can talk about that more. That's kind of a bigger subject if you want to in a little bit. Yeah, I would definitely, that's definitely one of the things on my list. Yeah. Because I like how you have kind of your rating scale and how, mm -hmm. you know, in your list, you yeah. talk about appropriateness. Yeah, I, I, that turned out to be a really big part of what I wanted to make sure people were aware of. Uh, I want to make sure people are aware of, you know, I want to be able to help. I'm not a, like a, like a censorer or anything like that. I don't mind the content that's in the books. I just want parents to be aware of what their kids are reading so that they can have appropriate conversations with their kids. And also there's discerning adults who also want to be aware of what's in the books without being surprised. And I kept getting surprised by some <laughs> of the books I was reading. 
Yes. And, <laughs> and some of the books my kids were reading. And so all of this to say, I decided let's make this official and let's just do this. Let's just start this. And I call it one man book club because I have no girls would let me join the book club. And, um, it started off, I, I, I hired a guy to, to download all of my reviews that I had been saving on Goodreads. I hired a guy to, to write a, a thing that would download them all from Goodreads, which actually downloading an export from Goodreads is easy. It's the importing up to WordPress, uh, a blog that was the challenge. So I, I hired somebody to help me upload all of them to WordPress. You know, paid him, paid him 50 bucks or something like that. And nice. <laughs> got all got my whole backlog of reviews up onto onto um onto my, uh, wordpress back in 2017 and um yeah i guess kind of the rest is history i mean since then uh, i i add you know i read like you know around 80 books a year i review every single one so i'm adding i'm adding uh up, you know, nearly 100 reviews a year to the blog there's over a thousand books and authors represented on out there right now and um you know i've expanded to Put conversations on on Facebook, and uh, I'm posting daily funny book memes on uh, One Man Book Club on Instagram and Twitter, and on and my Facebook page. And we do um, you know, weekly weekly book reviews on YouTube, video book, book reviews on YouTube. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere, and and people seem to be enjoying what they what they're seeing. I and mean, we're a pretty tight knit community, as you know, Charity, in this. Yes. in this uh, book lovers world and i think the idea that there is uh, a, a resource for parents and other discerning readers to find out what's in the books uh, without being surprised by them um i think there's a there's a need for that and so that's kind of where one man book club started and and what my what 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 my goal is and, and what we did well, I love that you don't read just one genre. It seems like you read wide, kind of whatever comes to you that you're like, hey, sounds good. And I wonder, do you have favorites or are there some that you just definitely don't enjoy? Because I've been- Genre-wise? Yes, genre-wise. Yeah, yeah, genre-wise, yeah. You know, I do, I try to be really broad in what I read. Now, I often joke, and I have some close uh, book friends online that I have, and, I, and you often hear me say that romance novels are bar. And <laughs> but I know you've read some. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. So there's a, there's a distinction. So so I am a broad reader. I don't love to read, but I won't read a book if I know it is about cancer. I won't read a book if I know it involves children getting hurt. Those are two things that I'll stay away from. And I don't really love zombie books. They just they're kind of gross. Although I have enjoyed a couple of them, like The Girl with All the Gifts is a great zombie book that I've actually enjoyed. Um, and romance novels. So romance, let me just make sure this is clear. I have read romance and enjoyed books that are about people falling in love. When I say romance novels that are barf, I'm talking about, usually you can tell what they are because they'll have a shirtless guy on the cover. Those are the kind, those are the kind that I'm not so interested in. But if there is, in fact, I love romance in a book because when you have romance in a story, that creates a depth of emotion to a relationship that you don't find anywhere else. So romance in stories is absolutely a must if you're going to have a book that that reaches into people's hearts and just grabs them and hold on. So I say romance is bark only in, only in joking, and I have in my mind pictures with, of guys without shirts on the cover. I'll stay away from those. <laughs> but if they're stories... 
it sounds like because you like the relationship part and some books yeah. it's just about the physical and there's no actual meaning that's right i always say i always say if it's a story with the romance in it i'm all for it if it's just a book about a romance maybe not so much um you know that's that's kind of where that's kind of where i draw the line but you're right i am i do try to read broadly i, I tend to read more fiction than nonfiction. Um, because the reason I read personally is because I want to, um, you know, I am a busy guy. I've got six kids and I, I coach sports teams and I church, teach early morning Bible studies and I, and I serve in my community and at church and I hold a full-time job. And, um, I just don't have, I, I'm booked, uh, you know, that's a nice pun, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm booked, but uh, I read so I can, it's, it's my, it's my me time. It's my, my downtime. It's the time when I can relax my brain. And so I, I tend to stay more towards fiction than nonfiction because I don't want to have to think too much. Right. right. And I read. That it's your sense. escape. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I, I don't necessarily like the word escape. <laughs> I know, we, I know why you said it because that's what yes. you, that's just what we say. But, but I'm intentional yes. when I say I don't want to escape because I don't have anything to escape from. Right, life is good. But yeah, life is great. I just like to, I just like the books help me decompress and they help me, you know, ground myself because I give and I give and I give to all of these other elements in my life. Yeah, and I use books as a way to keep myself grounded, and you know that's how I talk about it anyway. Um, so I deliberately I don't say I use them as an escape, but, but I know, I do know why you said it. I, I understand. I love the way you phrase that though. That's, I'm going to, I'm going to remember that and change my wording. Because <laughs> yeah, um, I don't to escape from life is good. I don't need to escape from my life. You know, I just, I just want to stay. I just want, I just need time to like remove the stresses, remove the things going on and just have something that's for me. And that's what books are for me. I love it. Well, I know growing up, they were always my best friend as well. Mm -hmm. So let's revisit real quick this Dan, the reading dad. Uh, dad. Um, yeah. I'm just assuming this means you read to your kids a lot, like out loud, bedtimes, just. Well, it, it's, it's, yes, it's that. It's also the fact that I'm a dad and I read. And a lot of people will say that they don't have time to read because their life is too full. And guess what? I read a lot of books, uh, but I'm also a great dad. Um, it involves, uh, it, it also means that I do spend a lot of time reading with my kids and, um, you know, the, one of the, them to read. yeah, and encouraging them to, one, one of the biggest challenges I have in my mind is I, I love to read and I love to read as a kid, but I've got six kids that are all six pretty reluctant readers and it is, it's crazy to me. And I, and I try to balance my, you know, pushing it on them versus, you know, helping them um, find a passion for it on their own. And um, that, that's something that, that I struggle with personally, but I've had, there's been some pretty good success stories and, and um, you know, I've got, I've got one, uh, one kid, one of my kids is, is, you know, enjoys reading more than the others. And that's a lot of fun. And we have a lot of fun talking about the books that they're reading. And, um, you know, my older kids spend a lot more time reading, you know, college textbooks or, or Instagram than books sometimes, but, but I still, you know, they still will get involved in a, in a, in a book sometimes that we can talk about. And anyway, so that's part of, you know, Dan, the reading daddy, I've got kids and I read to them. You're right. I, and, um, especially the younger kids that can't escape, it's still like when I read to them. Um, 
You know, I, I do. We are always reading a book together. Right now, we're reading uh, The Wild Robot by Peter Brown, which um, is this is my third time reading that book, which, oh, my goodness, I that is one of the books I just love and cherish more than any other stories. It's The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. And, and if you wanted to check it out, I highly recommend it. Um, but my kids and I um, are reading that together as part of our school district. Does this really cool thing where there's a school, a school, a district wide book club and they give every student a book and they do they pick one book each year and all the families in our district get to read that book together and um this year they picked the wild robot by peter brown and i literally cheered when my son brought the home book home because we love the book so much anyway we're reading that one right now we we just finished um fable haven with reading fable haven with the kids um that was that's been a lot of fun uh we've read the first with my young so it's usually up through like 11 or 12 that they'll sit with me and let me read a book with them. Um, with that group, we've read up through book four of Harry Potter. Um, you can tell, I love, one of the reasons I love Harry Potter is they grow with the kids, you know? You know, once you get to book five, all of a sudden it's a little bit more complex, a little harder for them to follow along. And so it's a natural play, you know, we started it. They weren't able to keep up. They weren't as interested. So we pushed pause and we'll revisit, revisit Harry Potter later. But yeah, we're always reading books together and, um, one of the, one of the things that I am an advocate of and I highly support is the idea that, um, parents should be reading to their kids, uh, because it not only creates a bonding time for kids and parents and, and some of our happiest memories are reading books together. Um, but also because it develops, uh, it develops the kids into readers and, um, you know, while I say that my kids are reluctant readers, they are, are all, uh, you know, pretty well read thanks to the books that we've read together, um, that we read together growing up uh, as they were growing up. So, yeah, I know that they have some good memories of, of <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I know, I think I'd already mentioned that I moved a lot. Maybe I didn't, maybe I was thinking it in my head, but I moved a lot <laughs> when I was young. So, I didn't become a reader until the fifth grade. And that was thanks to this great teacher with Summer of the Monkeys and Where the Red Fern Grows. And for the first time, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I, I think I did use the word escape because we generally moved from state to state in the middle of every school year. And so for me, books became those best friends that I could take with me yeah. and keep. Mm -hmm. And they were the safe, steady, you know, I'm a re-reader. I will reread mm -hmm. the same story over and over. And uh, I think it's wonderful because my kids aren't necessarily readers either, but I think it's good yeah. that they see us reading and know mm -hmm. that, okay, there's a place I can go to relax, that I can learn things if they're into nonfiction. So you, I love that you can escape with a book. <laughs> Some people need to be able to escape. Uh, and it's so, from, not so super much important now that I'm an know? adult, but as a kid, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some kids may need, may need an escape and some people want to escape. You know, the, the other thing about the other thing uh, about helping kids, especially teenagers read is when they have to go take the college entrance, entrance exams like the ACT, um, they can study for math and they can study for English and they can study for science, but there's not a lot of studying you can do for the reading portion of the ACT, <laughs> and um, you know, unless I've seen, I've seen my kids go through it. Unless they have experienced reading, that reading comprehension stuff on ACT is really, really hard. Yeah. 
And um, it, you kind of just have to be that be in the habit of reading in order to yeah. to be successful. Kind of build that reading muscle of comprehension, yeah. like you said. Yep. Oh, that's yep. wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about your rubric for how you rate these books and share what's in them. Mm. How did that come yeah, about? Sure. Share it with us. Uh, I will provide links so people can visit the website and see it. But I'd like to get it from yeah. you. So, you know, um, I had mentioned before, I just, I just didn't like being surprised when I read books and, and I, it's really important to me that nobody feels like I'm, like I'm, you know, uh, making books with, you know, more grown up content negative. It's not negative. It's just, you know, I want people to be able to choose what they want to read. And there's just, there's no rating system for books, uh, like you'd find for movies or TV shows. It's just really hit and miss. And, you know, uh, like some examples, uh, I love Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson and um, and the Olympians was a really really fun series. And I so I, when I finished it, I wanted to recommend it to all my young friends. And I wanted to go read uh, Heroes of Olympus, which is the next series. And uh, I started reading Heroes of Olympus and, and enjoyed it. But halfway through the series, totally unexpected, there's a, a young man who has same gender attraction for Percy Jackson. Which okay, that's fine. That adds some elements to stories that uh, that, that help uh, understanding and perspective. But there was no there was no notice that that was in there. And I just thought to myself, if that if, if my one of my children had been reading that book and came across this topic, and it's a quite a significant topic and a and a focus in the late latter part of the series, I would want to know that as a parent, so we could have the conversations about it that I think would be important to have. But there's no there's you nothing from the publisher, nothing from the author. There's nothing that explains or lets parents know that that information is there. Um, the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss, super, super popular series among um, uh, young, uh, it's, it's marketed towards uh, young adults. It's YA teen and it's marketed by Bloomberry teen and you can find it in all of the high school libraries. And I picked it up and read it because it sounded like a lot of fun to me. I'm, I'm all about indie authors and authors that are self-promoting and just haven't been picked up. And I read Sarah Moss back when she was still publishing herself on the internet. And I read, I read the, there's these great prequel novels that she wrote and then Throne of Glass and on with her series. And it got, it was fun. And I was recommending it to people. And as it got to book three, got a little, little more, there's more language in it, a little more sexy. Book four was even more. And by book five, she went, the, the author, there's, there's pornographic sex scenes in it. Very, very descriptive pornographic sex scenes. And I remember getting to, is it the like 49% mark in book five? I was like, what did I just read? And I turned it off like, this is not something I'm interested in. But it's, it's marketed towards uh, teenagers. It's published by Bloomsbury Teen and it's on the shelves in high school. Um, that's another what Ready Player One is another example. I love Ready Player One. It's a fantastic book. Uh, it's so much fun to read. And the um, uh, the movie came out, and all of these kids thought it was cool and wanted to start reading it. But there's a ton of swearing and and bad language in Ready Player One. Lots of f bombs. That um, you know, again, if I were a parent, I would want to know that was in there so I could make a decision about how my kids were going to consume this. Funny story. Um, when I read books, I kind of like read through the swearing. I don't know, you know, like it just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Gloss over it. I, I, you kind of gloss over it and it's just, it's just 
from practice, that's what happens. But I thought it would be fun to listen to Ready Player One with my family on a road trip. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, we've got this great story to read. And so I popped it in, and they started listening to it. And <laughs> it was it was very, it's very soon that Will Wheaton starts dropping F-bombs on you in Ready Player One. And I honestly didn't even remember know that they were there. But it was so embarrassing. It was really funny. My wife was like, looking at me like, what are we <laughs> <laughs> what are we listening to? Um, anyway, my that that actually happened, and I learned my lesson because it's a lot harder to get. Um, it's a lot harder to filter out the swear words when they're audio an audio book. Yes. <laughs> um, oh the goodness. another I, I've got all kinds of examples. There's a book. There's a book called The Rains, which is a middle it's a middle grade book written for middle graders, and it was recommended to my middle grader by his librarian. Now I have a I have a habit of reading the books that my kids read. So if they bring home a book from school, then I'm going to read it too because I want to know what they're reading. I started reading this book, and one is a zombie book, <laughs> and two, it was okay, fine, it's a zombie book, it's a zombie book but it was it's like the level of violence in this book is right, like dialed to eleven. There was so much gore violence in this book. Kids perpetrated against other children, parents violently hurting their children. And maybe we need to clarify for some of our readers exactly what middle grade is so they have an age range. Yeah, okay. Like eight to 12? Yeah, like eight to 12. And there's upper, upper middle grade, it can go to like 14. But yeah, think like, think like um, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade ish, like in there is middle grade. And there's a pretty big range of what you'll find in middle grade. but. This is a book that was recommended to my middle schooler by the middle school librarian. Adult level of violence in this story. All of that to say, there's so many examples of times when I've been surprised by the content in the books that I read. And so I found it, uh, I found that it was, I really wanted to be able to make, to make sure that other parents didn't get surprised by the books that they read. And so, um, you mentioned a rubric. How do I grade or rate the books? In my mind, it's really simple. I ask myself, how old would my kid be before I wanted them to read the book? And that is, that's how I do it. And I, I, on my blog, you'll see ratings for 10 and under, 10 and up, 12 and up, 14 and up, 16 and up, and 18 and up. And um, I will, again, I don't, I don't, want to censor the books. I'm happy for the content that, that's there. I just want people to be aware of what it is so they can make educated decisions on their own. And so while we, you know, I read a book, I think to myself, um, what age would I want my kids to be when they read these stories? Um, and I will take note of these, like the number of, you know, how much swearing is there? Sometimes I will actually count the number of swear words on Kindle and share that and i'll do say hey you know ready player one has like i don't know what it is like 14 f-bombs or i don't know one f-bomb every 14 pages or something like that i'll you know i'll give that kind of a detail other times it's just you know there's a lot of swearing in here or i'll watch out for some adult kind of sex or um themes or things like that i'll just make some 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 uh, just thinking as a parent what would other parents want to know about the book. And that's what I'll put into the story. I, it's usually focused around the sexual content, language, and violence. Um, but I'll also call out if there are 
um, you know, homosexual themes in this book because I feel like that's a topic that parents may want to be aware of. Um, I'll also, you know, there there may be some books that are great content-wise, but maybe you're, I think, are just maybe too long for the targeted age, like like Morgan Crow, for example. Wonderful, content-appropriate book. Absolutely a lot of fun. But it's like over 500 pages, and that's going to be hard for a, you know, a lower-graded reader, like 10-year-old reader, to, to pick up and read that book. And so... I want parents to, to just have the tools that they need to be able to make uh, educated decisions. And I make those decisions or I make those ratings just based off of my experience as a dad and where would I want my kids to, um, how old would my kids be before I wanted them to read that book? Specifically around the sex scenes, usually I'll ask myself, how comfortable would I be reading this out loud with my teenage daughter? Yes. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I, you know, grade those themes. I love that you keep saying it's not a censorship that you mm -hmm. just want people to be aware. And I think yeah. kind of the unspoken thing is hoping that if parents are aware, they can have those conversations that you're talking about. You know, yeah. if, if their yeah. children, if they're like, okay, I'm okay with my child reading this, but that they mm -hmm. can have that conversation because that's a relationship builder between parent yeah. and child. And it's that's also exactly right. build our society with, you know, tolerance mm -hmm. and love and. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I, I'm, I'm an advocate for kids reading whatever they want, as long as the parents are comfortable with it. And I always tell my kids too, if they want to read a book with grown up stuff, you have to be okay talking to me about it. <laughs> and, you know, so, yeah. and that, that's why I do it. That's what it's all about. That's wonderful. I, I, I think it's a great tool, like you said, for parents out there. I know you've grown a lot. You said you're now pretty much anywhere people can find you. And I'm part of the, the book group uh, on Facebook. Sorry, the Facebook uh -huh. group. Yep. And uh, one of the things I like is people are actually very vocal. They are willing to share what they're reading. They're willing to come on and say, hey, I've got a 10-year-old. He's interested in dragons per se, you know, do you mm -hmm. have books that you suggest and people just come. I, I love the community yeah. that you're building. It's so fun. It's a lot of fun because I finally have a place where I can talk about books. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> as much as I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a blast. Um, you know, we're the, 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 I always say the more people that come, the better conversations we can have. Um, and, and everyone's welcome to come. Lurkers are welcome to lurk. You know, commenters are welcome to comment. And, you know, it, it's just a really, really fun place to be. There's two Facebook, there's a Facebook page of One Man Book Club. And that's where you can, you can follow that page and get caught up in the latest book reviews. And I'll, you know, post the fun memes or, or other information. I'll, I, I usually often post uh, uh, ebook sales on from Amazon there as well. Um, you can see there's great information there. If you want to get engaged and have a conversation, then you want to join the Facebook group called Let's Talk Books by One Man Book Club. Um, and it's just affiliated with the page, but that's where we have a lot of fun conversation. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you, if you, if you look, if you like to talk about books and you want to come get some great book ideas, come join us over there. We have a really, really tight and fun community. And I know you've got the 2021 reading challenge that you've just started. I do. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I find, one of the, so I often say that reading is fun, but helping others read is joy. 
that is what really makes me happy. And so um, as I thought about what kind of reading challenge we could, I could sponsor for 2021, I came up with the idea of a read happier reading challenge because I, let's read happier. Let's, let's elevate our reading game. And the whole, the premise is set a, a achievable goal. One, a uh, couple of thought on, thoughts on achievable goals. You know, you often want to set a stretch goal for things. I'm really going to stretch and try to stretch myself. I am an advocate of not having stretch goals for reading. I'm an advocate of having achievable goals for reading because there's nothing worse than it being like November and December and you're in the middle of a holiday rush and you're like, I really wanted to achieve my book reading goal, but I'm too busy. And that's why I'm just going to read, you know, really short books that I don't care about to try to hit my reading goal. It's kind of demotivating. (laughs) It's not reading happier. So set an achievable goal you know you can hit because the feeling of achieving the goal is fantastic. And then um, the other, another element is uh, to record or track your goal. So whatever method you want, you um, use Goodreads, use a notebook, use Excel, use you know, whatever. There's several resources where you can actually track your reading. I use Goodreads, but track your reading goal. And then there's monthly check-ins where we report on our goal. If we need a kick in the pants, we can get a kick in the pants. We just need a pat on the back and have a pat on the back. But the third part, the part that really I think elevates the reading happier, is that I want everyone to share what they read and share their thoughts about the books that they read. And so I have created a, now share however you want. I would love it if you would share your book reviews with me because I can take those book reviews and post them on One Man Book Club and add them to the collection there. I consider One Man Book Club a resource for readers. And there's a database there that's searchable and that's categorized where you can go find books that are age, that are age and content appropriate with book reviews. And so I obviously cannot read every single book in the world. Right. <laughs> but if we can get a group of group together who reads a lot, a lot of books and they share their reviews, we can cover a lot of ground that way. So part of the Read Happier Challenge for 2021 is share your book reviews with me. And a lot of people read without writing book reviews. And that's okay. But I think you'll read happier if you share so I've created a, a really easy template that people can use to, to answer a few book questions. And um, once you answer the questions, answer, it's just three or four simple questions to talk about, uh, that prompts you to talk about your book, what you liked and what you didn't like, and what content did you find there. And then I can take that and post it onto the book, uh, One Man Book Club. And all of a sudden, your book review is now you know, archived for, for all of history and for people to find um, and help them find books that they're going to love. Or maybe avoid books that they're going to hate. <laughs> and see, as an author, I love that you are encouraging people to share what they're reading because most people don't. And, uh, you know, the way the world works for authors, they need those reviews. So I appreciate that. And I know last month I did two books. Or You did? Yeah, it was in January. You did. And what I loved is the email comes to me too. So everything that I set and answered questions, I have. And I do write reviews and have quite a few posted on, on Amazon and Goodreads, but it's hard to kind of tell people it's really easy to write a review because you're, it's not a book report like we yeah. used to have to do in school. It's seriously just yep. saying, you know, I really enjoyed this. I'm not quite sure about this, but yeah, you know, and, and it's as easy as that. And I so I yeah. love your step-by-step questionnaire. It's good. I'm glad you found it helpful. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you found it helpful. I'm, I, you know, that, and that's, I think, is a thing is people are a little bit scared of, you know, where do I start when I write a book review? And I always say, 
your book review, if, if it's something that they can read on the back of the book, then you probably don't need to include it in the book review. Right. Uh, exactly. people, people are reading a book review to, to get a general idea of what the book's about and to know what you thought of it and what they, what, what do you want other people to know? If you were picking that book, what would you like to know about the book? And that's, you know, that's, I, I say if, if you take, if it takes more than two minutes to read what you wrote, then your book review is too long. Well, and I know personally, when I go looking for a book to read, I read the two and three star book reviews first. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm looking for, those are where I'm going to find there were explicit, explicit sex scenes. Cause I don't want those. I'm like, okay, I'll pass, you know, the heavy mm -hmm. language. And it's usually where people will say, you know, I do take a little bit of kind of with a grain of salt when they say poorly written, I'll, I'll read a couple yeah. more to try to gauge where mm -hmm. the medium is, of that is because that's so subjective, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right with you, Charity. The the um that there's a I wrote a post uh, that I often share with people. Uh, you can find it on One Man Book Club, but it's essentially six tips for picking books you'll love instead of books you're going to hate. And um, yeah, it's a it's it, so so I am a good book picker. I have a lot of experience, and I rarely pick books that I don't like. Uh, and I have a specific method that I use to make sure I'm picking the books that I am going to like and not books that I'm going to hate. And one of them is looking at Goodreads and looking at Goodreads ratings. Also look at an Amazon ratings, but I find that the Amazon ratings are a little more generous than the ratings on, on Goodreads. And so I'll read, I'll look at the ratings of Goodreads and, and you're right. I, I will look at a couple positive reviews, but I found the biggest uh, source of, of knowledge in the less positive reviews. Yes. Um, and I'll read a few of them. And if I see a pattern, then I can start getting a sense of, you know, if, if the book is good for me or not. Yeah, the what's my magic number on Goodreads is 3.7. If it's below 3.7, I usually won't read it. I made a kind of a rating system for when I do it. And, uh, and then I use movie ratings for how clean they were. But my mm -hmm. reading, sometimes I'm like, eh, it's, it's not really a four, but it's not really a three. And yeah, it's not it's really kind of a three. Yeah, kind of in the middle somewhere. The other thing that I did was I found it necessary to define what my book, to help me stay consistent in my ratings. And so I, I and you can find this on the blog too. I have a, what, what is this, the value of a star, I call it. And so I'll say, if it's a five star, this is what it means to me. And so on, you know, um, anyway, I found that's important. Another tip for picking books you're going to love. Um, this, I tell the people all this all the time. When you, if you want to, if you see a series you want to read, um, look at the rating, the, look at the Goodreads rating of all the books in the series. And what you'll see is um, if, so imagine you're, you pick a new series and you love it. You're going to go read the next book. But what happens if you don't like the next book? So if you're a series fan, you love the first book, don't like the second book, it's going to get a lower rating. And the third book and so on. The, 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 ratings, the, the, the ratings of books, subsequent books in the series are a much better indicator if you're going to like the book than just the rating from the first book. So like Fablehaven, for example, the ratings get better with each book so that the fifth book has wonderful rating and the first book has a good one but not as good as the last and each book is subsequently better meaning the fans liked what they read but if you go look at like divergent for example lots of people love the first book but the ratings are nose diving in the subsequent in the subsequent books in the series um divergent by the way i, I failed i didn't take my own advice and read the series and yeah i mean it deserved <laughs> those awful ratings so, ugh, i hate that 
hate that series. I think that also in, indicates whether people continued reading because yeah. the ratings mm-hmm. could go down because they lose interest. Right. Yep. And so, um, yeah, that's just another tip. If, if so, if I see that a series has you know worsening ratings or reviews as the book as the series goes on, I probably won't even start it. It's all about reading happier. Save your time. There's, there's, Save your time. there's plenty of books out there you're going to love. You don't need to waste your time with books that you're not going to love. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know we're kind of winding down on our time, but I wanted to also give you the opportunity to share if there's anything else that you're just passionate about outside of reading that you just like, I want people to know about this. <laughs> you know, uh, I have a lot of passions, but the one that I, the one that I, and most passionate about is, is reading. And there's a place that I focus my time outside of my family. It's, it's, in, uh, it's in reading and it's in helping people read. I, I'm an advocate of libraries. I'm an advocate of um, literacy programs. I'm an advocate of um, helping parents feel enabled to help their kids find books to read. I'm an advocate of helping people um, discover the books that they're going to love instead of getting stuck in books that they hate. If you need someone to tell you it's okay to stop reading a book, then consider this is it. <laughs> you don't have to finish the book you don't like. So stop reading it. It's okay. Yes, uh, go people find something to, that makes you happy. Yeah, go find something else. Find something that makes you happy. Um, that's where my passion is, is about, uh, is about helping people discover books to read without being surprised by the content they find inside. I love that. I really love that. Um, I'm going to make sure I've got a whole list of links that we will include in our notes so that people can find you wherever they are happy being, as well as I'll go get the links for the six tips for picking books, because I think that's going to be super helpful for people. Sure. Yeah. There's another one out there. I'll point you to too. That's called, um, you know, 10 tips from a busy dad, how to read more books. That's another good one um, that that, uh, I think people might enjoy as well. You know, it's all about it's all about how to find it's all about finding the time to read, and it, and really the big the big trick is to change your mindset about what reading is. A lot of times, people say reading is you know I don't have time to read. What they mean is I don't have an hour to devote to sitting down and zoning out and only spending time reading a book. That's not what reading has to be. Reading is reading is filling in your in between times. Yes. Um, and anyway, and, there, and so we there's have time to watch TV. How many yeah, hours a night do people that's right. TV? It's all about it's prior- Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's all about prioritizing. It's all about prioritizing. And anyway, that's another uh, post that's out on the blog, <laughs> I think, that people will enjoy. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that. And it's so funny because I, I was just thinking, we like to sign off by saying, uh, keep writing or start writing. But I think it would be more appropriate this week to say, keep reading or start reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I my sign, my sign off is happy reading. Happy reading. Yeah, yep, happy that. reading. I love it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you continue to have happy reading. Thank you, Cherry. Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. Uh, we'll talk to you later. See you out on Facebook, I guess. Yes, we